This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, the podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. But today we're getting off the Bruce train and we're talking about a recent loss in the world of music. Um, as we record this, it's September 16th, Monday after a um, pretty rough day for those of us in our um, 50s and 60s, um, two icons of our youth. Uh, first off, we lost Eddie Money, and we knew he had been sick. But then Rick Okasik from the Cars, we heard that, and I went, oh, my goodness. So I put the call out on social media, 
and um, one of my new friends and one of my old friends both stepped up. So, Devin, introduce yourself. Uh, hi, guys. My name is Devin Pike, and I am an insufferable know-it-all. <laughs> yes, and a hell of a cancer fighter. He and Doing I my best, man. You. He and Doing I my both best. have that in common. And uh, <laughs> Tim, introduce yourself. I'm Timothy Arnold. I'm a meeting planner here in the Dallas area, and I absolutely adore music and anything relating to going to concerts and anything of that nature. So, yeah, one of the perks of your job is you get um, you get to travel a lot. So you've been able to make a lot of gigs um, across the country, huh? Yeah, this year I've, uh, alone, I've been to Stones in Chicago and in D.C. I saw the Garth in. Uh, Pittsburgh with a client, and then I just got back this uh, weekend from Oklahoma City where I saw Alan Jackson, so good mix of, uh, and then I saw Elton John in Jacksonville, so very nice. good mix of uh, hitting some good, awesome gigs in uh, and around the U.S. So. Good, and Devin, how was your summer? My summer has been pretty eventful. Like you mentioned, I've been in the uh, I've been in the cancer fighting business since, gosh, I guess April. I guess is when this kicked off. Um, it's been it, it's been rather insane. But um, other than that, just uh, trying to keep up with everything and you know get out of bed every day. Yeah, um, he and I have shared um, some. Um, I won't say wallowing in, in mutual suffering, but as someone who went <laughs> through eight rounds of chemo, um, you know, we, he and I exchanged, um, messages of like, you know, step one, you wake up, you feel like crap. Step two, you go to your chemo, you feel even worse. Step three, you get home, you try to rest and, you know, then repeat all over again. So I, um, well, I, definitely, uh, that night, that brotherhood of empathy that you can have there. So that's really a interesting uh, thing that you you can have with somebody that a lot of pe- other people wouldn't have that same uh, be able to meet somebody in that same place. So. And Tim, you 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 nailed it. It's not. I mean, everyone's and we call it cancer journey uh, a lot of times because it's so unique to every person regardless of what kind of cancer it is even if you have the exact same kind of cancer in the exact same place and exactly. everyone's it's treatment true. is different but there is still recovery so from much. that treatment is different so exactly but you still well, have keep giving them help and thanks yeah go ahead continue yeah. devin no, I was just saying that there are so many things that are in common. It's just there there are things that you go through as a cancer fighter or as somebody who's watching somebody go through their you know go through their battle in your family or circle of friends. It's uh, the the uh, the empathy is that was an extremely good way to put it. Yeah, uh, you know one of the things I'm in the process as like I said it. As we record this, and this will I'll put out pretty quick. Um, I I've had all these different fans from around the world send voicemails to wish Bruce a happy 70th birthday. Coming up next Monday is his 70th birthday, and a good third of them talk about his music getting him through something like an illness or yeah. losing a spouse. I, and I know a lot of people who. 
like you said, that oh, in one of our other episodes, who cling to better days and yeah. uh, no retreat, no surrender, those type of messages uh, pushing. So yeah, I can I can definitely see music being the catalyst for a lot of people to uh, further that uh, journey. So. Yeah, um, Devin, are there any special? Are you more of a poetry guy watching? Three Stooges movies, listening to music. What what are you doing to keep your spirits up? Well, uh, it, it's funny you mentioned Bruce, but um, the the Rising actually really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, regardless of you know how bad I feel, you've got to look for that next um, the, the the that wave to crest and keep going and keep rising. And that's that's uh, the. That song has always resonated with me, along with The Best of Times by Sarah Hickman, yeah. um, a, a mutual friend of Jesse's and mine, um, is just one of those. There, there are certain songs that resonate, and for me, Bruce's The Rising was definitely it. Yeah, you know, one of the things, yeah. and I promise, guys, we're going to get to uh, <laughs> Eddie and, and, and um, Rick, but um, there was a guy who was friends partners with um uh adam carolla and he was being interviewed by lynette granola and he said that when he was fighting cancer um the song all that heaven will allow from bruce's um tunnel of love album meant a lot to him and she was why and he said because there's a line now some may die young man young and gloriously get it straight now mister hey buddy that ain't me because I've got something on my mind, yeah, that sets me straight and walking proud, and I want all the time, all that heaven will allow. And when I heard that, mm. I went, oh my goodness, I've never thought of it that way. And this was one of the songs I listened to when you've got cancer, because that's what you're saying. I want all the time. You know, I, I don't want to live hard, die young, and leave a good-looking corpse. I want to be old and you know doing so we're exactly we're we're thinking good thoughts for you Devin, and and you know i mean it if you need something let me know absolutely man thank you so and and there is a cancer tie-in for this yes um because that that was how we lost eddie money was to stage four esophageal cancer yeah yep heavy smoker all his life and that was definitely a contributor so and so I'd like to start out with, um, and, and we don't have to separate them. We can do them together. But um, I'd, I'd, let's start with you, Devin. When you heard about their losses, and, and you can take them both or one at a time, what was your first thought? My first thought is it, it's something that's carried on for actually the last three or four years where we just seem to have lost um, so many musicians and actors from i mean all of us i i are i would assume are children of the 80s we were mtv kids um we were we were night flight kids so all of the um just the 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 absolute spate of them between prince and bowie and alan rickman and glenn fry and laura Branigan and all of these astonishing artists who we've lost, and I guess it's just uh, you have a 
you have a perspective of it like, well, we're getting to that point. I mean, I'm I'm 49. Uh, Jesse, you're 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 25, so you may not be able to relate to this. Um, the uh, and you know, Tim, I'm not sure how old you are. I'm, you I'm sound 40. Yeah, I'm so, sorry. Yeah. I'm 40. So okay, 40 so in August, so. you're on the you're on the you're on the inside track of that. It's just it's something that we have to get used to in, yes. in that everybody who lived that lifestyle and survived the 80s with some semblance of sanity. And you can, of course, you know, say that uh, Eddie might not have, you know, had as much sanity as the rest because everybody was always talking about, well, we were there when Eddie was shooting a, a video for. I want to go back or shaken or um, I think I'm in love. And there was always that bottle of bourbon and cigarette just off camera, if not on camera. Um, I guess we're just getting used to it at this point that these are the things. And uh, we, we still don't know how we lost Rick Ocasek. It might have uh, just been straight yeah. natural causes at this point. It was hard. Uh, they just released it today. It was heart attack. Uh, and he was just recovering from surgery and his wife, uh, a slightly estranged wife found him, uh, dead. In, yeah. I think it was probably I had talked Sunday. about that. Uh, they had said that, I mean, they had been married a long time and just recently had, uh, separated. So, Oh, what a way. Um, what Tim, how about you? What did you, when you heard about it, what was your thoughts? Well, my first thought when I, saw how old Rick Ocasek was, was I never put him into the same age cohort as uh, the Beatles and the Stones. Uh, and that, I never, uh, the Beach Boys, I never put him into that. I never thought he was 75 years old. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I always put him in that more Van Halen, uh, Bon Jovi, that age cohort versus the so I I was very surprised at how uh, old he was because he never really I to me he never he never really seemed like he was in his seventies. Um, so, but um, also just like um, Devin said, I mean, in two thousand sixteen, I lost twenty percent of my record collection. You know, Prince, David Bowie, Leonard Cohen, uh, George Michael. Uh, I mean, there was just it was just a beating of a year. And after that, I just decided, okay, I'm never going to say, I'll, I'll catch them next time they're in town. I'll never, so, you know, because I, I did that one time with the Eagles and said, uh, I'll catch them next time. And, you know, there wasn't a next time. So I've only seen the Eagles once. I only uh, saw Eddie Money one time in the, it was right after September 11th. He, he was with that eight or ten other band. And, you know, so I never, saw them uh, never saw the cars because i was way too young when they came out and then he they stopped touring very very quickly so you know i just it just uh makes me kind of sad that i never saw some of the great uh, bands yeah. out there and all i have is you know the memories and the records and the, uh, everything like that but you know it's just it, yeah it may be expected i mean when everything everybody who i listen to is you know, I, I don't think I bought a ticket for somebody who's uh, under 60 in, God, I don't even remember the last time I bought a ticket for somebody who was not uh, 60 or older. 
and mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to Phil Collins and um, on Monday, and we're going to uh, Billy Joel. I mean, they're both you know getting yeah. up there. And you know, Phil Collins tour, tour is called Not yeah. Dead Yet Tour. So you know, it just it makes me sad that there were there's these artists that you know I haven't been able to see in person, and some of it you know just wasn't around, but some of it just uh, if there was an opportunity and you know, no, I, I think I think that's a very natural, uh, you know, thought is, oh, my goodness, um, a slightly funny yet also kind of scary. Someone posted on one of the different Bruce Springsteen Facebook groups like, you know, Eddie Money was X, Rick Ocasek was this. Does this make you nervous? People are like, shut up, shut up, shut up, <laughs> you know. And and it yeah, is you're you're in den- I, I want to be in denial. I want to be I don't want to live in a world without Bob Dylan. I don't want to no, live in a world no. without Bruce Springsteen. I you know I'm confident I'll never live in a world without Keith Richards. I don't. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean I think yeah. I think he will in fact live forever. I mean, um, but I can't imagine a world without Willie Nelson. Oh no. God. I mean, and he will. I mean, thirty-five years, fifty years, a hundred years. Whenever Willie Nelson dies, he will die on stage, and that's exactly the way he wants it. Absolutely. So. Or um, on the tour bus, smoking something. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. We can't really judge. Uh, it'll be something, some, one of those two. But there's yes. not, there's yeah. not going to be natural causes because Willie natural causes fifty years ago. So. <laughs> exactly. So I immediately thought, oh my goodness, you know. Um, any money was at first like, oh man, and um, you know this, but um, we have mutual friends, Tim, uh, Sideshow Bob, and Mexican Junior, and they, um, there is no such thing as a um, a joke that is not cannot be too low. And I they think you're do... looking for Sacred Cow. Yes, is the there is. Uh, thing you're so, looking for. And they do a whole series of you know. They will take someone, a musician who dies, and will change a word to their song. You know, so like when I heard um, Eddie Money, and I apologize right now, listeners, please take this with just you know, tongue in cheek. I went, well, he had two tickets to heaven, and uh, so, um, and and I was like, that's a little sad. And then when I heard Rick, Rick Ocasek, I immediately the soundtrack of the car started playing in my mind and I started going, I mean, you talk about an MTV band, you talk about music and, and they were amazing. And, and the things I've read today is how influential he was considered on new wave. Um, mm-hmm. He helped produce dream baby dream by suicide, which Bruce Bruce recently covered. I mean, right. This is a oh god! I actually I went I went around and looked up all of his production credits, not yeah. as a performer, but just as a producer. Um, oh, he's got a million! Yeah, and... Bad Brains, Guided by Voices, Weezer did a hell of a oh no! I don't I don't think you would have Weezer without the cars. He um, produced the song "Never Say Never" by Romeo Void, and if there's a more '80s song than that, then the Cars were the ones that recorded it. Yeah. And yeah, it it was pretty. I mean, just their uh, their first album, 
their first album could basically be a greatest hit. It's like Boston's first album. I mean, it's basically every single track on it uh, is one that, I mean, that everybody knows. Uh, so it wasn't like they came into, you know, their own four albums in or five albums in or whatever. They, um, you know, the, the first track on their first album was That's the Good Time Girl. And oh, then God. The Best Friend Girl. And then, um, you know, it was You're All I've Got Tonight, Bye Bye Love. Moving in stereo. That's all on the first album. I mean, you can't name another band. Maybe Boston, maybe Whitney Houston, maybe Atlantis that has that great of just right out of the box punch you in the face. So, yeah, and and you mentioned Devin us being um, you know MTV children. Um, I am a couple years older than you guys, but I do remember. <laughs> Um, you know, as an adult turning into MTV and, and watching it and, and just, you, you always like, uh, I guess my mom goes to the weather channel now and just keeps that on usually with the sound off. Um, <laughs> but you know, back then you would stick it on MTV and just, it would be background noise for you and their videos. Well, that's when they actually had music. Yes. I skinny ass in front of the TV and just watch MTV for hours. I knew where their stop sets were coming. I understood what that meant. So I was I was absorbing all of it at that point. And um and you think about on top of the music, the coolness factor of Rick and the Cars. I mean he married a model. I mean, you know oh, yeah. cutting edge music. You know, catchy, fun music, but also strong, you know, complicated music. And, and he had a sense of humor with it, too. You don't get a lot of artists that have a great sense of humor. You don't have, uh, you know, there's, there's not that many. And so they always had that sense of humor. And it just, uh, it, it really uh, made it where it was fun music, but it was also good music. And there's not a lot of great there's not a great lot of great music that, uh, you know, just has that biting sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Clash maybe had some of that. Uh, Talking Heads for sure. And so, I mean, there's, uh, there's some, but, you know, the Cars always have that. And even Eddie Money had a lot of that in his uh, songs because, you know, a lot of that, um, I mean, he threw in some inappropriate things on shaking. And he said that he lost uh, millions of dollars because radio stations wouldn't play it because of a few lines that he left in there. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now, you mentioned you'd seen um, Eddie Money perform. I had never seen either one of them perform. Devin, how about you? I saw the cars. I, I was actually reminded of this because uh, the person that went with me reminded me. I, I saw the cars at Reunion. Um I want to say it was the Heartbeat City Tour. I, I guess it would have had to have been. Um, and then for Eddie Money, Eddie was the headliner of the KZEW or 98, uh, 97, 9, 98 The Zoo. Um, their, their 10th anniversary concert. God, that goes back. Yeah. yeah. 10th anniversary concert where the lineup was Eddie Money, The Fix, and Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. Oh, so, nice. And I was... In, I was on the floor for that show. It was at Reunion Arena in Dallas. And um, 
<laughs> I can I can talk about it now because the statute of limitations has run out. I jumped on stage. Um, there were like two or three times where the, there was like holes in the security line, so people were jumping on stage and um, you know pumping their fists and then doing a crowd dive. And I did that on Eddie's set, and Eddie slammed me on the back and said, "Get out! Get the hell off my stage, kid!" And I immediately just jumped in. The crowd took me away before they could throw me out. Awesome. <laughs> that gosh, that's a great memory. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I, I only saw. I only saw them. Starflex, and it was, it was a couple or years, not even that, six months or so after September 11th, and they had it had every band, every there it was comedians, it was just a weird lineup, and it was um, a September 11th tribute type thing, and so you had Journey and Sticks and uh, Frampton was there, David Spade was, there. I mean it was just a weird weird lineup i think drew Carey was there too um but it was pretty much an all-day event and so uh eddie money was in the evening and he was one of the better performers i really enjoyed that so uh and you know he, he got out did probably 10 songs because again there it was an all-day thing but uh we really enjoyed it and he was one of the highlights of you know a uh pretty lineup and so yeah one of the th- tweets i saw someone tweeted um eddie being on david letterman and then um uh, he i he uh you know had um you know playing with the band it was a great show um yeah and you know the great story he was a police officer and kind of oh, yeah. did this and um and had a very decent career. I mean, you know, he, this is, um, you know, he isn't Steve Forbert with two songs, right? Uh, you know, yeah. he had a, a really good career and, um, you know, and continued to tour for the longest yeah. time. And he said, uh, I was listening to him on Sirius XM on a town hall type thing. Uh, this last uh, weekend, because they were playing it, that had been taped probably five to ten years earlier. Mm-hmm. And he said he quit the police office, uh, uh, police department, because they wouldn't let him have his hair long. And he didn't want to be, you know, 50 years old and have his, still have his hair short. And then he went back to his band, and they kicked him out for being a police officer. So. <laughs> it, <laughs> It's kind of kind of funny uh, that he had to kind of get a new band because they didn't want a um, police officer and the police officer didn't want a rock star. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was kind of having to find his own world there. So it's kind of interesting. So Yeah. And um, it, I think you brought up a really good point earlier, Devin, is that um, because of our age um, and because of the timeline, this is something, you know, like last year we lost Stan Lee and, um, you know, when, when the guys talked about it, we decided, you know, Stan Lee, Aretha Franklin or George Bush, take your pick, which one was the biggest loss of the year, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and, and so, 
I mean, it's hard to beat a president, but when you think what Stan Lee has done, you know, mm-hmm. because of that, and then Aretha is just amazing. Um, I think this is a huge loss. I know that um, the Hardline, all their return music today was from the Cars. Um, you know, this is something that, it, you know, is sad. It is um, – and I think for a lot of bands out there, they were a major influence. Um, and so for just as big as David Bowie's loss was to some, I think there are going to be young musicians that this is some, that is that kind of loss. Don't you guys think? I completely agree. Um, and there's one there's one Cars bit that I would be loathe to not include and as an aside we're we, we haven't mentioned benjamin Orr yet whom we lost to uh, to cancer in uh years 2011. Back, right? yeah. yeah um we lost him in 2011 when the um when they inducted him into the rock and roll hall of fame okasic had to sing Orr's parts on a couple of songs and it, you can just tell there, there are some people who think that their voices were similar, and on record, there are ways to figure out who's doing what. But for the longest time when I was a kid, up until probably 86, 87, I wasn't sure that Ben Orr sang anything other than uh, Drive. But Which now is one of the I best tell the songs ever, too. but yes. Yeah. So. Um, but there's one seminal moment. And I, 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 I apologize now for using the word now that I realize where I'm going with it. Um, the Fast Times at Ridgemont High scene oh, yeah. set to moving stereo. Moving tell stereo, Phoebe Kate. Yeah, tell me you can hear any piece of that song and not see her coming out of the pool. Just no, tell not me. A chan- not a chance in this world. Not a chance, it's, no. you're right. <laughs> and just like uh, Stuck in the Middle with You, you can't hear that song without uh, seeing Reservoir Dogs and the uh, the yep. scene in the warehouse. I mean, there's some music and movies that are irreparably melded, and that is definitely one of those. So yeah, it's it's iconic, and um so, and and when if you and, can have one song that is iconic, and when you think about the cars, and you just did a great job, um, Tim, talking about all the different. You know, just their first album alone could be, you know, a greatest hits album. Um, you know, their legacy is just there. Um, do um, what? What do you think? I, I'd like you guys to kind of sum up, if you could. What do you think both guys' legacies are going to be? And I'll start um, with you, Tim. Well, I mean, their legacy has been they're they're both a staple of classic rock radio. I mean, there's there's very seldom a time that you could turn on classic rock station anywhere in the world for two hours and not hear at least uh, one of either of their songs. And so their their music, I, I kind of go back to what Springsteen said when uh, Petty died. He said, you know. Um, good music stays written. Good uh, records they stay made. A lot of, uh, but you know, I really enjoyed being on uh, alive at the same time as uh, Teddy was. 
And so I kind of look at that as, you know, their music will stay on. It'll, the, the legacy will stay And, you know, we're certainly not deprived of that. That's not gone. Just like an author, when they die, the books don't automatically disappear. But it's just uh, that, you know, you're sad that they're not around anymore. And that there's not that the people who created something that you enjoyed, something that filled, you know, that spurred you on a little bit, that uh, moved your, uh, you in some way, the people who created that are no longer here. And that's sad. And, but I think their legacy is, you know, very solid. They have both made very indelible contributions to uh, rock and pop music. And I think that, you know, a lot of, well, like we said, a lot of younger artists, because, you know, I think Weezer, Green Day, um, you know, some of those um, bands really uh, took a lot from what the cars and, you know, some of the more Ed Sheeran, people like that, took some stuff from Eddie Money. So, yeah, I think, I think it's uh, Justin Timberlake, certainly. Well said. Uh, Bruno Mars. Yeah. So. Devin, I think their legacy pretty solid. Yeah, Devin? I look at both of their music as something that is as integral to the 80s experience as anything else, um, and even moving into the early 90s. Um, there are specific places, specific times, where every single person will think, I, I remember uh, my best friend's girl, or... Um, I think I'm in love, or it's not the night, or uh, shaken. You hear any of those songs, and it will take you back to that specific moment more soundly and more uh, uh, completely than a lot of other music. And it, that speaks volumes to the artistry that they both brought. And when we look, when you look at all of their combined works, I mean. Eddie Money single-handedly brought Ron at Spectre to a completely different generation of fans. And she was out of the industry before he brought her back in. So yeah, exactly. He, uh, 100%. And so yeah, it's just it's it, it it speaks to how well they worked together and how well it was the absolute perfection of finding the right piece and finding the right time for it. And that was like early '80s versus late '80s, which was almost really two separate periods for Eddie because he hadn't had any hits for like three or four years then comes back with uh, take me home tonight which just you know blew everything else out of the water as far as you know, it just it, both of those performers I think as sad as it is for them to be gone from us um, from this plane of existence it does allow all of us to say okay we recognize the fact that they were both fantastic performers, amazing vocalists, and consummate professionals. And it allows us all to say, yeah, I really loved that guy's work. Yeah, and I also think, um, you know, to appreciate, it, it reminds me that, um, you know, life is fragile. And I think your point, Tim, because you have the ability, you're like, I, I'm not, if I have to debate, I'm like saying, yes, I am going to go see them because I want 
that experience. So exactly, uh, yeah, I, I want that. I want that live experience. I want that experience of that uh, camaraderie with forty thousand people uh, who all are there because they have appreciation for what these people have created. And so, yeah, I I do spend a whole lot more money than I should on concert tickets, but you know, it's uh, end of the day, you know, it's certainly it's memory, it's lasting memories. And, you know, that's, they've done studies that say that music is the last uh, sense that last memory that is lost when somebody has like Alzheimer's, that they still have the, the ability to recall music. And even if all other memories gone, music at last until uh, death. And so I think that's an amazing thought. And it really, it's a scientific fact that, you know, the fact, I may not necessarily remember anybody's face or anybody's name or anything, but you play a Beatles song, uh, you play a Springsteen song, you play a Prince song, and somewhere in my brain that'll, you know, it'll trigger that uh, those memories. So yeah. I love that thought. Yeah, you know, Tim, um, as, you know, Bruce talked about during his Broadway show about his mother is fighting uh, dementia. Yeah. But she still loves music, and he makes sure and she still loves th- the dance. Yeah, that the music it, it is on when she visits the house. So well said, um, guys. Thank you for this. Um, I appreciate it so much. Um, it kind of, you know, sorrow shared is sorrow lessened. So um, if someone wants to reach you, Devin, tell us how they can reach you on social media. I'll look for Just Devin, J-U-S-T-D-E-V-I-N, on every other platform except for Facebook, which is Devin.Pike. And uh, if you Google Devin Pike, you'll find me or you'll find a uh, tight end who graduated from Wake Forest. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, that's a little bit better than a civil rights leader. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> is it though? Uh, well, is I don't know. Though? Good point, Devin. Nah. Uh, Tim, I don't think how about so you? at all. <laughs> and I, I'm uh, mainly on Twitter, uh, but uh, it's LVMTG Concierge, Las Vegas Meetings Concierge, which is kind of a business that I had started a while back. But um, I do, I plan meetings all over the world. And Timothy Arnold on pretty much any of the platforms, but like I said, I just enjoy. Uh, talking about music and um, just one of my favorite passions in the world. So, yeah, um, and I can be reached at Jesse Jackson DFW. I had to put the DFW because um, I Rainbow wasn't a coalition. tight end, but yes, the Rainbow <laughs> Coalition. I was getting yelled at by people. Do you have you no shame, Jesse Jackson? I'm like, no, I'm the one obsessed with Doctor Who and Bruce Springsteen. Uh, right. You, give us your thoughts about this loss um and you can send me an email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com you can go to our website at www.setlustingbruce.com and uh let us know um devin brother thank you so much it was good to catch up you keep fighting the good fight you know we love you tim uh thank you so much for everything um hopefully we're going to meet up uh for the western stars film I'm definitely looking forward to it on the 19th, and um, it looks like an amazing film. Yeah. All right. So, listeners, thank you so much, and we will talk to you soon. Keep level live, guys.
just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listing Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen. Used by permission. Thank you, guys. This was perfect. Um, <laughs> I'll edit this up. I'll add a few snippets of some songs, and I'll probably have this out on Thursday. So, Killer. Um, yeah, so thank you guys both. I appreciate perfect. it. Perfect. Well, thank you. And oh, one, uh, one thing that I uh, just – it just came to me, as you yeah. mentioned, to adding snippets, was Eddie Mur- uh, Money on uh, the series. Uh, they said – they were talking about that he – had uh, reached a new generation by hitting the um, he was, music was used in Grand Theft Auto. And ah, he I said, had, yeah. said, well, that's kind of a sore spot with me because those <laughs> used 11 seconds of my song and you don't get paid until you, you they use 12 seconds of it. So, <laughs> so oh, son of a bitch. I love I know. that story. But he said, so now everybody who's uh, killing pimps and beating hoes and running down uh, street people and uh, listen to it while listening to my song for 11 seconds. So. Oh, I, thank you. I will add that in to this discussion. I found it funny. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Mm, thank mm, you both, mm. guys. We'll talk to you soon. See you later. Thank Love you. Jesse, be safe. Bye. Bye.